my name is Violet and I'm obsessed with all things personal development. As a life, health, wellness, and meditation coach, I love empowering you through difficult seasons of life so you can venture and live a life you truly love. Join me as I cover topics on health and wellness, money, business, work, great relationships, not so great relationships, love, loss, family, achieving those beautiful goals, creating balance in life, growth, and so much more. Consider this your one stop on a shop for a little happy hour blended with your personal school of life. Grab a drink, get cozy, and get ready to be challenged and inspired while you learn. This is the Venture Love Podcast. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me on my Venture Love podcast. So honored to have you today. So for my listeners, you're definitely going to want to check Jessica out. She's a married mama of two with a degree in child development, a master's in special education where she worked for many years, and she is now focused on transitioning her career to helping others discover their soul's purpose as a Dharma coach and breathwork facilitator, which is super duper exciting. So I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Violet. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So before we dive into our topic today, I thought it'd be really nice for our listeners to just get a better idea of who you are and what your journey's been like and just share whatever it is that you feel would be relevant in terms of talking about motherhood and your career and how you're moving into this beautiful field of helping others. Yeah. So um, like you said, I've had a full on career um, since I was in my early 20s and I had my first baby when I was in my early 20s um, and becoming a uh, teacher. And so I was a working mom from the beginning and I had my second baby three years after, but I've built my career around education and educating children with disabilities advocacy for inclusion and um, really tapping into their potential and helping them recognize their potential at that time as well. But as I've grown as a person and as a mother and in my career, I've decided that I want to, you know, lead in a new light in a new way and help others tap into their potential in a different way. I think the last few years have been challenging for a lot of people. And I see this trend of people who are trying to cope and manage stress um, in a different way. The world is changing. Um, What's being asked of us has been changed. And through my own journey of coping and and stress management and um, recovering from past traumas, I've learn some things that I want to share with others and and help others heal. I love that. Um, So as you may know, as we talked about, I'm 37 (laughs) weeks pregnant. I'm getting towards the end of my first pregnancy, which has been a roller coaster adventure all in one. As you mentioned, also during probably the craziest time most of us have ever lived during this pandemic and navigating all that and understanding where I am and where I want to be in my life and career and as a mama. Um, So I just love to learn from you is just, you know, you've got this experience, you're a mama of two, 
Um, you've lived through a lot of what I'm about to embark on. So I thought the topic today, you know, in terms of tips for a new mama, it's such a broad, broad topic, but we can dive into whatever comes at the top of your mind that you feel like looking back, oh gosh, I wish I had known this when I was nearing the end, or I wish I had known this when my kiddo was having, you know, um, a tantrum or, you know, there's so many different things. So um, I guess if you consider the most important things or the things that you look back on and you think like, oh gosh, these were like the things I would share with my very best friend listening, who's pregnant, about to pop, about to have her baby, like what would those things be for you? And just share how, how they've helped you and how they've molded you. Yeah. Um, and I love this topic because I love being a mom. Um, it's one of, you know, it's the thing that has been my priority above all things, despite being a busy, you know, a multi-passionate woman. <laughs> um, you know, motherhood is a gift that we're given and the opportunity. I just want to say, Violet, as I've gotten to know you, you are such a beautiful mother already. Like, I feel like you exude this like glow from you, but with, you know, that energy of just having just a new life in you. And it's just really, I just appreciate the fact that you've been so open with the world, with your experience. Um, I think that sharing that and being confident and sharing that and, and comfortable with that has been, is a gift, um, for all new moms. So thank you for doing that. That's oh gosh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, because when I, you know, 20 years ago, well, actually I was 16. My oldest is 16 now. <laughs> I didn't, you know, we didn't have that necessarily. We didn't have models of, of people doing that. And so I think there were times where you're like, am I doing this right? Or is this, you know, is this right or wrong? You know, there's tons of books, but there's a lot of conflicting information out there. And I think that um, really what I, looking back is, you know, my instincts and my intuition were like at its peak. I feel like when I was having my babies and it's like, you're given that gift of just knowing, you know, of what, what you should do. And so even if the world seems like it's not aligned with what you know, deep down is right for your baby, trust, trust yourself mm -hmm. and what you know, because I, I, because I do remember kind of being un unsure, you know, like, I feel like this is the right thing, but it doesn't seem like anyone else is, is feeling the same way. Do you know what I mean? There's just different things. So definitely, um, you know, stay confident with you, be true to you and your, um, your truth and what you feel is, is right for you and your baby. And so, so, so be confident with that. So that's one, just one thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, the other thing is nothing is forever. So nothing is forever. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you know, I, when I had my, um, my babies and more so with my second baby, I kind of went through like, I almost want to say like a depression a little bit or a postpartum, you know, our hormones stuff happens to our hormones and, and different things happen. And, um, you have this beautiful baby, you know, that you get to take care of, but it's a lot of work. And if you're feeling, um, 
you know, you're, if you're feeling down or if there's any, you know, emotion there, like just know that it's normal and that, um, nothing lasts forever. So just trying to know that, you know, that, that time where that baby is so needy and, you know, requiring so much of you is not going to be forever. And, and so savor that moment, try and be present. Um, and, and just know that. So, um, that I never regretted the time that I spent with my baby. Um, and then I also, um, I'm just going to keep going here just as keep a, going. I'm, <laughs> love, I'm taking all the mental notes and I'm, yeah, like, just, I'm like, yes, I I've heard this. And I, I feel like it's so, so true that time will fly by. And before you know it, your little itty baby is like running out the window. <laughs> out the door, I mean, doing yeah. their life. So I'm loving it. This is great. Yeah, my baby is driving around. <laughs> She's Aww. actually my baby's going to prom, you know, um, this weekend. So yeah, it's just not. It just isn't. Doesn't last forever. It's not forever. And so sometimes in those moments of you know the baby's crying, I remember the baby would be crying, and I didn't know what they needed because they didn't want to eat. They you know the rocking, didn't have, you know whatever it was. There was just times where they needed to cry and. Um, all you can do is comfort them and be attentive and, but it's not a reflection of you as a mom. Mm -hmm. So it's just natural. It's just what they go through. And I, whenever I see like new moms with babies, I, I just, and their babies crying and they're trying to make them be quiet, you know, and they're feeling, you, you can feel the energy. And I just want, I just tell them, I'm like, Hey, it's okay. I'm okay with your baby crying. Like you don't feel like you have to make them be quiet for me because that's just what babies do. So it can get really stressful. Um, I think another thing is, um, and I'm, I'm more coming into this now at, at my age, but I've been, I've been a, a person. I feel like you're the same way. Violet is, I'm super, uh, passionate about a lot of things. Like yeah. I, I, <laughs> I have a lot of interests and I have a lot of things that I like to do outside of motherhood that is, has to do with my career and just things that I was interested in. And I think that, um, it is okay to have other, um, other passions and interests than just your baby. Like that doesn't take away from the love you have for your baby, um, and it's, it is okay. Cause I think there, that as a working mom, there's sometimes this feeling of like mothers, like a little bit of guilt yeah. for, for that. But I, um, I was fortunately raised with a working mom and I was surrounded by women who also worked and I feel like it was a really healthy way for me to show up for my baby as well, to be able to also invest in myself and my interests. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and let me tell you mothers who stayed home with their babies and that's what they did. I total respect to that as well. Um, it, it's just that I think everybody has a different, um, purpose, right. And their soul's purpose and their potential and where they're at in, in their life. And so it's just, again, staying true to you, and not feeling guilty about that. There's no right or wrong way, you know? Um, so I just think there was a time where sometimes, you know, you, you kind of feel this like pull, you know, of like, gosh, I'm so passionate about this, but I'm also a mom, you know, can I manage this all? But um, it's just really important to, to stay true to you 
Make sure you're, you know, getting yourself care in, allowing people to help you. There's going to be so many people that want to help you, you know, and, and also bond with your baby and, and it, and just let them, you know, and, and do what you need to do to take care of yourself or like your interests. Cause you don't want to lose that in motherhood. Oh I love that you mentioned that. I know that I left it so open. Cause I just, this is why I love, love podcasting and having yeah. it be such a natural, um, conversation because I just want it to be real and open and honest and it's definitely something um, that I've struggled with even before I always knew I wanted to be a mom ever since I was little I always knew and I'm so grateful and so happy and it happened so easily which is crazy because I always thought it would be difficult but here I am close to the end of it and it was something I always thought about you know like I knew I wanted to be married and then I wanted to have kids and I, as you mentioned, I love, I'm so passionate about so many things. And I feel like within the pandemic of starting my, my business venture love and starting with a blog and then coaching and working with clients and now doing podcasting, which I love, there's so many things that I'm still so like juiced up and excited about. And I'm not going to lie. Part of me is like, Oh my gosh, this is, is this going to end? And I know it's not. And I have to get comfortable with the idea that it's, changing and my priorities are shifting a little bit, but there's still that passion and that desire to continue doing this. So I just have to navigate and I'm just being open as I'm processing and discussing this, but I have to like navigate how that will look moving forward. And, you know, maybe it's a season of motherhood. And then I take on these new ideas and lessons and learnings. And I put out a program that applies to moms maybe in the future or something. But I love that you mentioned that because I have had personal like doubts and like insecurities of like, Oh gosh, like, is this going to end? Because now I'm a mom and that's all I can be. And I just, that doesn't feel and sit well with me. It doesn't resonate because I know we're so capable as women of doing so much more if, if we want to. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. And, and this is one thing that I didn't, I didn't realize this, um, actually following your passions and being passionate rubs off on your children. So they see you doing that and, 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 um, you know, being true to you, you're, you're only teaching them how to do that for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I, I guess I didn't really totally realized that I was, you know, I, I need to make a living <laughs> and then I also had, had children and, but I also had these, um, desires and, and these interests. And, um, I'm just, I just am saying from somebody who has two teenagers, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad that I invested the time and I modeled for them how to get up in the morning, get ready for work, you know, because what I see in my, um, two kids are, two really, um, motivated and passionate kids. And they wouldn't have been that way if it wasn't modeled, um, mm -hmm. by their parents and whatever that is that you're, you're modeling that is where your heart is, you know? And so, um, it doesn't go unnoticed and it won't go unnoticed even by your tiny baby. Your baby is absorbing your energy, right? And so whatever you're doing, and if it jazzes you up, if going onto your podcast while you're nursing your baby, you know, and you're jazzed up, you know, that energy is what you want for your baby, right? Not necessarily if you're not jazzed up by 
what, you know, something else and you're, you know what I mean? And because you think it's the right thing to do for the baby, that's, you know, going to be a different experience for your baby. So your baby wants to see you lit up and they follow your footsteps, you know? I love that. Yeah. I used to babysit uh, a ton in college. It's how I paid my way through college and other things and afforded all the stuff. But I remember babysitting and I remember the moms that actually, I think all of the moms that I babysat for, they all had their careers and they all had their things going on. And I just loved that because I could see so clearly how much the kiddos were sponges and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, mommy's going to work and she loves doing this. And, she, and I love that. And I feel like that's such an important thing. And to each their own, some mamas love staying home and that's their, that's their thing. And mm-hmm. I know a few friends that that's what they do and they love it. And they're beautiful, wonderful, amazing mamas. And being a mom, I'm not there quite yet, but I know it's so much work and it's never ending, but it's beautiful. And so, yeah, I think it's so important. I love that you touched on it. It's just, yeah, it's it's what jazzes you up, right? So whatever it is, maybe it is, it's sitting at home, making homemade baby food for your baby. And if that's what jazzes you up or nap time is what jazzes you up, you know, do what lights you up. I think at the end of the day, don't forget that. And, and again, it's not about looking at what everyone else is doing or comparing yourself. Cause I, I feel like as a new mom, I did that, you know, and I was like, well, am I supposed, you know, but I think do what lights you up. And, and I was like you too, Violet. Like, it's so funny. We have a more in common than I realized. Um, I was a nanny also Mm -hmm. in college. And so I took care of a lot of people's, um, kids. And I think it was a nice, it was a nice experience for everybody involved. Um, and I grew up, I, as long as I remember, I was playing with cabbage patch dolls and playing (laughs) with Barbies, you know, you have the whole setup and I just wanted to be a mom. Like that's what I, I just was so excited. So having kids was like a dream come true. Um, so yeah. Um, but you know, like I said, doing other things, it doesn't take away from that either. Yeah, that's so true. I, I, I love that. And that's like, I feel like a big highlight of this podcast is doing what you love because it's important to you. And if it's important to you, it's going to be important for your family. Um, 100%. I love that. That's such a good, I feel like that's like the thing of this podcast that I'm taking the yeah. most me. <laughs> I feel like I create I created this podcast for other people, but at the end of the day, it's it's for me too because I'm <laughs> learning so much and I love it and um, I'm so grateful. Um, there's so many tips and so many things you mentioned. Um, is there anything that you're thinking of that are I guess getting cl- I'm what's on my mind right now as I'm inching towards motherhood is birth. Okay. So is there anything that jumps out at you that you're like, oh gosh, that is something I wish other mamas to be absolutely new going into the birth? Because it's it's a big day and I know it comes and goes and then there's postpartum and so much that comes with that. But are there any little tips or ideas or just memories that you have that would be helpful to share? Yeah, well... I get the sense, Violet, that you have studied the process pretty well. Like you kind of have in your mind where you want to be. And and because of the work that you do, like I think you also are aware of your body and your energy and like your ability to manage stress. So that's always like helpful, I think, to be able to relax through. And I'm being like, 
you know, super literal, like through the birth. Um, the one thing, and I don't know if you're going to be nursing or not Violet, but, um, nursing for me was really important. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but there wasn't a ton of resources around nursing. Like nursing was kind of this, like, I don't know. It's like this, like there just wasn't a lot of resources, but I did find somebody who was like a nurse. She was a volunteer person who coached on nursing. And I was super lucky to find her in my community. And um, what I realized is after birth, well, during birth and after birth, I didn't feel like I held enough boundaries around visitors. I have a big and a topic. Yeah. yeah. And I have a bit, I have a big family and a lot of people who support me and love me. And so I had a lot of people like in my space and, and looking back, I think that I would have been a little more relaxed through the process if I would have kind of held those boundaries. And then, so during the birth and then after the birth, I think I, I actually had a C-section for my first birth. My birth was like, um, or my process was like 23 hours long. And so I was so tired. I had to end up going into a C-section. And I think there was a little bit of like feeling of somewhat like, a I don't know. I just didn't feel, I, that wasn't how I envisioned my, my birth, you know, my first baby being born. And so um, I think that there is no shame. There should be no shame or guilt around that and have no expectation either, because then you're sort of like, you know what I mean? Just kind uh, of. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah be able to go with it. I think I had to like these certain expectations, you know, um, uh, and wanting to just like have everything go perfectly, you know, you just want that. And then when it doesn't go the way you plan, it, it kind of feels, you know, like a, a little disappointment, but, um, but my baby was healthy and I was healthy and I recovered. And so all of that is, was fine. And then I think just making sure that, um, what I realized is I wasn't resting and that goes back to like the visitors and all of that. And being in the hospital, I wasn't resting. It was when I finally got some real rest, which is when my milk finally came in. So I was sitting there all worried about my milk coming in and nursing my baby. And I was allowing these visitors and all this, but you have to rest and nourish yourself. And that means sometimes, and I don't know what your plan is, but setting some boundaries around making sure and like maybe with your husband, like having a plan of being okay with the baby, you know, being taken care of by other people for just a little bit so you can rest and recover. And so you can, your milk can come in. And so your body can be ready kind of for that next step because you just have given birth. And I just don't think I, I understood all of that, you know, um, how important that was because I wanted my baby next to me. I wanted to do, you know, do everything. And, um, I think my milk didn't come in in a, you know, very fast. And then when I realized, Oh, I just needed to like really take a really good solid nap and eat really well. And then my milk would have come in probably better, but, um, those were just a couple of things like through that process that I, I wish I would have realized, I think maybe people tell you, but you just, you don't really understand until you're like in it. <laughs> no, that's so helpful. I love that you mentioned that, um, especially when you touched on 
the visitors. And I know <laughs> it's funny, but it's also, I mean, funny, not funny, but with COVID and the restrictions, I mean, in the hospital right now, I'm only limited. I can only have my partner and one other person. So I thought long and hard about who that other person was. And I knew that I wanted someone that wouldn't stress me out that would be helpful and so I looked into doulas and I hired um, uh, a birth doula which I feel like even though I haven't given birth yet it's been the best thing so far because I feel mentally prepared that I will have the support I need if my husband passes out on the floor after I push the baby out or whatever right right I feel good about that and I think um that makes total sense that you needed to feel like rest or that you needed to rest and invest in like feeling good and resting so that your milk could come in. I mean, ideally I would love to be able to breastfeed. I know some women struggle with it and some women honestly cannot do it as much as they would like to. And so at the end, at the end of the day, I know that that is best, whatever way that ends up being, but that's definitely a good tip I'm going to take with me is knowing I can't and I shouldn't, even though I can, I shouldn't do it all because it takes a village, right? To raise a child and relying on my husband and support when needed from others to help out will be helpful because that makes total sense of just needing to, I mean, I can 20, anything over five hours sounds like way too long. So 20 plus hours of labor and pain and stress and worry and I mean, I have to give it to you. I've been asked by my mom and other people, they're like, well, are you going to have another? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I've bar- I'm, I I haven't even had one yet. Let's see how this one goes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just so much that comes with it. But I think that's such a key point of resting, especially for someone like me. I feel like we're similar where we want to be the person to do it all. And our way is better than their way. <laughs> and I'm guilty of that. If I can do it faster, I can do it better. I'll do it myself. But I think I've learned to invest in the help of others who can step in and do what they do best. And yeah, I love that you mentioned that for sure. Yeah, I think we can get caught up in the energy of it all, right? And as people, I, you know, and I, I definitely and this happens to me, like I get caught up in everybody else's energy as well. And just remembering, you know, that, um, this is yours and your husband's and your baby's experience. And, um, yeah, your rest is super important at the beginning. Um, so. Yeah, definitely. Um, gosh, there's just so much more I want to ask you. I want to dive a little bit into, um, what you'll be doing now in terms of dharma coaching i know for some people i understand it a little bit better but i know for some people they may be new to it so if you want to share with the listeners more of like what you're transitioning into and what it means to be a dharma coach and how you work with people that would be amazing too okay yeah um so i it's funny because i was just on a coaching call with some of um, my fellow coaches who we were talking about this of of how people don't necessarily, not everyone hires a coach, right? Not everyone has a coach and that may not be common for a lot of people. And so really trying to, you know, help people understand what a Dharma coach does. And so I'm starting this business and it's, it's really the dar it's Jessica Marie, the Dharma experience. So it's an experience really. Um, but it's, it, 
what my initial offer is a coaching process that is about um, 12 sessions long or three months long um, where you meet and, and you really, it's an individualized experience for the person, depending on where they are in their, their spiritual journey, um, and, and their intention and where they want to go. And it's really peeling back those layers of maybe any negative beliefs or things that you don't, you know, that are not serving you in your path, um, and unlocking, people's potential. And it's super exciting because the experience really can change the trajectory of your life and, and, and just sort of where you end up going. And I, I think that anyone could benefit from it. Um, but especially people who are just sort of have this feeling of like, I feel like there's more, or I feel like I'm meant to do more, or I'm not totally like when I wake up in the morning, I'm not totally satisfied with where my life is or where it's headed. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, something that through my certification, I've learned about different aspects. Like there's, you know, five stages to Dharma discovery. Um, we could explore the doshas, um, which is an Ayurvedic term, um, going through the chakras and then adding the breath work to it um, is, is an additional layer for um, supporting people through kind of like being their own healer, their own energetic healer through the process, because there's different things that people have come across in their lifetime that maybe have prevented them from living their in alignment with their purpose. So um, when people discover their dharma or you know come to that they experience more flow in their life it's more they feel more expansive and our ultimate goal is feeling that joy and that love kind of like your the same goal you have violet for your podcast but um really feeling more of that that love and joy and and vibrating on that level um so you can attract that in your life I love that. That's so awesome. Um, okay. And I have to say, I, in the past, I've had coaches and I know maybe you have as well. And I know that for, and we're coaches as well. And so I know that for anyone that's interested in learning more about what you're offering, it will be so helpful because personally speaking, when I've had a coach and they've guided me, you know, I feel like when we go to a coach, it's, we're struggling in maybe one or a few areas of our life and we're, it, there's, a lack of balance and we need that kind of reflection back to us. I just have to say a lot of the things that I've overcome in my life have been thanks to a coach, having someone to support and guide me. And I feel like the work you're doing is going to be so valuable to so many people. Um, so I'm super excited for you to be starting this venture. It's so exciting. Yeah. I think what a coach can provide is an objective point of view, like something, you know, I think we get stuck in cycles and even like generational cycles of, of whatever it is, whether it's trauma or just cycles, um, that it's hard to overcome without somebody, you know, from the outside of your life to be able to come in and, and mirror back and kind of, you know, reflect back what's happening. And we can all have blind spots. Yeah. that we don't even recognize. And that's why I say, I feel like anybody could benefit, but um, 
And I, and, but I also feel like when you know you need it, you, when you know, you know, <laughs> like when you know, it's like, you're ready. Um, but if you're kind of like, what is this coaching? Would it be good for me? It's like the, it's a, it's another point of view and another person who's trained, um, to work with you on heading in the direction that you want to go. But it also, what I've noticed is, um, it kind of collapses time. So maybe goals that you have that would have taken you like three years to accomplish, like you can get done in three months. And I feel really confident about that, about myself as a coach, like that I could help people really get to where they want to be quicker um, and support people in that, in their path. So you're, you're sort of just you know, collapsing that time. Um, in addition to other learning, other strategies to reduce stress and just show up in your life at a, you know, at a greater level to just really level up in your life. I love that. That's so exciting. And it's so, so true. When I have worked with coaches in the past, it's the stuff that, you know, you think you can, we can do anything ourselves, but when we have support, it makes a world of difference, especially professional support that you're certified, you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about, um, and just guiding that individual to where they want to be. That's like just the most important, the greatest thing. So I love that you're doing that. Yeah. And, and what, what sort of led me down this path was I kept running into people who were like really unhappy. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, but I just, I was noticing like when people would talk, it was like they were just waiting they, they almost were like prisoners to their life. It was just like, they were just going through the motions and they were waiting for the weekend or waiting for retirement or waiting for something else, but not really fully being present and, and, and living with joy within their current circumstance. Yeah. And I just, I feel like I want to help people get out of that. You know, I, I think life is, is, worth living and joyful every should be every waking moment should be filled with um you know the ability to be present and and to have be excited about your life exactly and now more than now more than ever as we're slowly creeping it feels like we're slowly creeping out of this pandemic and everything that we've gone and we've been in these holes at home and Mm -hmm. um, having people like you to support and guide us out of that and feeling better and focusing on what it is that we want to do to live the lives we want to live is going to be so so amazing i'm so, so yeah. excited for you yeah so mm -hmm. how can people find you if they want to work with you if they want to learn more how can they find you or how can they connect with you um, well, right now, um, because I'm in the beginning stages of my, my business, um, the best place to find me is through my Instagram and it is, at, um, I am underscore Jessica Marie underscore, um, or I have, uh, email, which is jmdharmaexperience.com or at gmail.com. So those are the two ways, um, that people could get a hold of me through DM or through an email. Um, yeah. So That's check me out. I'm so, so grateful to have had you on the podcast. And I know I've just started this and I mentioned it to you, but I want to start asking all of my guests this question. So a final question I'd love to start ending my interviews with is what does venturing love mean to you? And there's no right or wrong answer. It's whatever comes up for you. Yeah, well, it's really aligned with finding your purpose, right? And really knowing what that is and 
um, living with authenticity and, and being true to who you are. So if you don't know what that is, or, or then it's, you know, looking for it and discovering what it is, or just making sure you're living aligned with your highest self. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was such a beautiful conversation. I so appreciate you being on the podcast yeah. today. Well, Violet, I wish you all the luck with you, um, your new little bundle of joy and your husband. And um, I'm just super excited for you. And if you ever need anything or just want to talk as a new mom and I have the experience, so I could, I could definitely help oh, you out. Absolutely. I will definitely <laughs> be messaging you. All right. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the Venture Love Podcast. If you love this episode as much as I did, make sure to rate and subscribe so you never miss a future episode. And if you want to continue the conversation and share your biggest takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Yes, you. Head on over to my Instagram at violet underscore ventures to share your favorite part, grab a freebie, learn about my latest offerings, or check out my latest blog. I can't wait to connect and hear from you. This is Violet, and I'll see you next time on the Venture Love Podcast.